Hey, we got another one of these human reviews in. I'm not really reviewing a human, but I thought it'd be funny because, but it seems actually just kind of mean. Anyway, we have uh, Joe on. He is an expatriate that lives in Peru that used to live in America. And uh, he's going to tell you all about expatriate life. Thanks, guys. I'm playing with my video a little too much, and I'm I'm going all okay. over know, the I, place. Yeah, no, I understand, right? Um, but yeah, no, thanks for having me on the show. Sure. Um, should I introduce myself? Uh, yeah, you should definitely introduce yourself. Okay, hi there, everyone. My name is Joe, and I am an expat, right? I am an American citizen. I actually have dual nationality, right? I'll certainly get into that a little bit more. Yeah, I'd and love to. yeah, I grew up in the United States, yeah. but um, as of uh, was it four years ago, September of 2016, I've been living in Peru, and I've only come back twice to the United States, right? Right, right. So, um, yeah. So I think what we will be talking about today is um, what's it like to kind of move somewhere and start anew. I guess you can say like, I think new country or a different country a different culture and um you know the day the day to day right um and why somebody would want to do something like that right right now uh we were gonna go into that but uh what if i don't want to <laughs> uh, well, we can, uh, talk about anything that you know might interest you regarding the whole no. experience for the viewers i don't, um, I don't want to yeah, you're what? I'm very interested in talking everything, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Talking about anything and everything because right. I don't think it's an experience that anybody should, yeah. you know, um, what's the word, uh, not consider, right, as a variety of options, especially right. while somebody, you know, going through the different stages in life, right? And I know from your previous guest, right, your last guest here, yeah. I was talking, you know, you could certainly relate to the stages of life, you know, um, absolutely you know, graduating college, mm -hmm. um, you know, right. And I, I have a master's, right. Considering a PhD, right. You know, for, you know, one thing at a time. Right. And, uh, yeah. What do you do after that? You know, what is, yeah. you know, or when starting your life, you know what I mean? Right. Um, which again, I, you know, I, I also agree that that's, you know, a terrible way to think about, you know, um, you know, after school and stuff, right? I mean, life is an open book, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think people should really keep a lot of options that people would, not, uh, you know, otherwise not think of on the table, right? Um, now, there's no guidelines really here, right? Sure, I sure. think a lot of these guidelines come from authority figures, right? You know, not for a bad reason necessarily, but certainly authority figures that, think that you know life has to go in a certain sequence yes. and it doesn't right that's actually um, really good that's a really good point yeah yeah and i you know um mm -hmm. living in another country you know it doesn't doesn't have to be um peru right which is where i'm i live right? i probably should have said that right i, <laughs> I, I live in I, I live in peru um, oh you're giving everybody the real spiel yeah. Uh, can, uh, I, can I, I hold? Can understand. I? Can I? Can I? Okay. Can I give some context? Okay. Let's give some context. Okay. Context questions. Okay. Let's go this, context. I, that was my introduction, by the way. Wow! It's a great introduction. It's a great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. 
Okay. Now that was only a fifth part. Now I'm ready for whatever you have to ask. You, re- you, I, I'm not gonna ask anything. I'm just gonna let you run, run everything. Now. <laughs> All right. Let's. We're here to have fun. We're here to to talk. This is great. I. It's great that you know we're gonna we're gonna get really deep. We're gonna go down the rabbit hole i just want to give some context to all of this okay i've known joe for a really 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 long time okay we've been friends for many many years right and um we know each other pretty well uh we've seen each other you know go through quite a bit and um one of the biggest um you know changes to joe's life that i had seen was you know his move uh to uh peru and his starting you know we went to school in america together we went to high school together um uh and in a you know in uh, you know then things changed and joe had decided he was going to become a dual citizen and i didn't really know what dual citizen meant like i didn't even know you could do that like I kind of knew you could do it. I didn't know it was a, like I kind of heard of it. I didn't really know much about it. All this stuff, but it was also there's like some emotional things of like, you know, like you know, like your friends like, you know, he li- we li- we grew up in the same hometown and you know, of course, you know, that's why we're we've known each other so long cuz we, you know. But uh so it's really interesting for us to talk today. So people might notice that we have some kind of rapport that we kind of understand each other a little bit. It's because of that. Um I I don't if there's something I'm not bringing up, you know, feel free to bring it up like you like you were about to. That's really good context that you brought up, you know. I think, like, a really interesting point that I really want to get to today is I want to talk about, uh, like, sequence of life that is kind of dictated to you. Because, as we know, like, like even a gap year after high school, that wasn't, like, a thing when in, like, 2008 when we had graduated. Nobody oh, even is cons- it a thing now? Yeah, it, more, more, more. It, it is. Yeah, it's more of a thing than it used to be and it's uh more common in the younger generation yeah yeah good for them yeah and it's interesting right that's not a um an i felt right you know just as you said it's not really an american phenomenon or it wasn't an american phenomenon sure um and you know i think both of us have had interactions with um a lot of people from other countries uh, yeah especially europe europe right and a lot of them take gap years they do it's really common for them they they love really it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, gap years are certainly an option. Yeah. Again, going through the stages in life, right? Usually it's after high school, right? Sure. Before going into an undergraduate program. So but it could also be, right? Um, yeah. After undergrad, right? Before right. starting work. It and works even what you want to do. Right? It's whatever you want to do with your life. And it's like, but, you know, the stages of life, they go like this. But I want to clear all that. And I just want to get to one thing. Um, Sure. So, is being an expat, is it fun? That's the number one thing I want to ask. Is it fun? I, I think it's a very complicated uh, phenomenon. Um, mm. It's it's not an easy question to answer, right? Uh, and maybe part of the answer involves it not having to be entirely enjoyable, you know? Um, Uh-oh. The thing is, I feel like even if you go to a developed country, right, like, um, or any of the developed countries in Europe, or yeah. anywhere for that matter, right, New Zealand, Australia, um, Japan, wherever, you know, there's always going to be an element of culture shock. And I think a lot of people that 
you know, whether they become an expat or not, or whether they do a study abroad, or whether they go anywhere for a extended for an extended period of time, I think there's an element where they don't want to, you know, um, just get a bland experience, right? Or just uh, they, they want to yeah, see what the memorable. culture has to offer. Yeah, they want something yeah. like whoa. Memorable. They were like whoa. Yeah, and, yeah, some people are really interested in adventure, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they'll, they'll go Who to the jungle, it? and they'll yeah. set up a tent and get bitten by mosquitoes. They'll run around, stuff, yeah. They'll run around in, you know, um, the a swamp or something, right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might for a sense of adventure, right? Yeah. For, for a sense of adventure, so... I wouldn't, you know, fun, yeah, right? But, you know, fun also encompasses a lot more than just, like, you know, easy. Um, and I think, why why am I mentioning all of this? Because I think I'm trying to contrast it, compare and contrast, compare it, right? Mm -hmm. With the work trust, right? I don't, know what the, I don't know the difference between those two words. I'll be honest with you. Compare and contrast. That's authority figures also. Like, telling <laughs> yeah, us that's, that's, oh. They're well, telling us, on, they're like, that's, that's the SATs being like, compare and contrast these two things. And you're like, you're like, I think I, I, I thought compare and contrast are the same exact thing, except when you're, yeah, changing the contrast on like a, a picture. You're like, a, you're like, Ooh, yeah, this, right? yeah, yeah. you're changing like the, I don't know, the extremity of, of it, you know, how extreme yeah. it is. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. They, they're the same word. When someone tells you compare things, I'm going to compare them. I'm going to see the differences well, in the two. Compare. Right. I only think compare, yeah. Right. So I'm comparing this, you know, um, adventurous fun or this, um, yeah, I guess you could say the adventurous fun with, I guess, the typical, um, okay, so it, we could go into a lot with this, right? But sure. a lot of people go and do tourism, right, maybe after they've retired, right? So there's, I mean, you know, I understand there's a lot you can't do at that age, you know what I right, mean? Yeah. But usually people, but even some young people, a lot of young people for that matter, you go, when you travel, you go for a limited amount of time, right? And you stay in a safe area. You go on a guided tour with a person who speaks English, you know, right. or who speaks yeah. your you know, mother tongue. Right. And it's all very controlled, mm -hmm. tame, yeah. and that's what you do. Right. Whereas... Um, other people, and I think expats also kind of have a little bit of this spirit in them also, mm -hmm. is to go and really see what it's like to live among a, um, a different culture, a different society for that right. matter. Um, some are a little bit more adventurous, I would say, than others, right? Um, so I'll give you a little bit of context about my situation. And, um, you know, please feel free to ask any questions to you know, expand on these topics. You got um, I don't... Okay, so Peru... Um, has three regions, right? They have the coastal region, um, right, which is where Lima is. Um, you have the Sierra region, which is the mountains. Normally, when you think of Machu Picchu, and um, right, the uh, the people with the traditional garments, the women with the braids and everything. Oh, really? Right, llamas. Yeah, that's the Sierra part. Okay. And then you have the jungle, which borders, right, like you know the um, the lower part of Colombia and brazil right the amazon and mm -hmm. uh, those are the three peruvian regions and mm -hmm. they're all three very different regions um the coast tends to um be more developed right because mm -hmm. that's where the capital is right uh the sierra 
tends to be um, right. Uh, you have a distinct culture there, also um, more farming, rural kind of a you know agricultural culture, right? Sure. And then the jungle uh, kind of may, might be a little bit of a mix of the two, but be a little bit more leaning toward right the agricultural culture, also. Um, uh, but yeah, you certainly have a lot more exotic animals, and the food's different in all three regions, also, right? So. Um, I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. Okay, right? you, you uh, uh, so here, this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out with this. Okay. Yeah, now, go for it. Now, first of all, so it's possible to be a citizen of two countries. Let's just start with that. Okay. It is? It is, right? But it, sometimes okay, it isn't. So it, but sometimes it isn't, right? It depends on what country. It depends it's, on what country, right? Um, does, okay, um, so... Can I, can I ask you this? Okay. Yeah, go for is it. That America the, is America the limiting factor here? Or are the countries the limiting factor? Like, because America say, okay, you could be a dual citizen with any other country. Please send us the tax money. But it's the other countries that are like, mm -mm -mm, I don't think so. You can't be a multiple citizen. I know for, for a fact that India does not allow dual citizenship. And it's on India's side that does that. What do you Correct. know? Well, yeah, right. yeah, they do not. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and renouncing citizenship is kind of like a big, uh, a hard thing for some people when they come to America for those in the really? Indian community, which I know very slightly. But, you know, I got to, but, uh, um, yeah, um, but um, from those I've, uh, from folks I have talked to, it uh, that renunciation, I mean, it kind of, it, it, it kind of hurt, you know what I mean, to renounce it. And I feel like, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I would joke, I would joke with you, and I'd say, hey, Joe, he's going to be a Peruvian citizen, he's not going to be an American citizen anymore, and, you, and you'd say, no, John, I'm, I'm going to be both, and you'd clarify that, yeah, because it's, a, I mean, yeah. it's, it's your home, you know what I mean, so it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to of course. yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as I'm not forced or compelled, or uh, was it, I mean, the laws are still on the books that, yes, for both countries, you can be a dual citizen, yeah. you know, there's no real problem there, then I plan on keeping both of them, right? Mm. Um, but to answer your question, right, uh, there, it depends on the country, right? The, if it depends on, on the, India, con right? the country, the other country, right? It doesn't depend on the U.S. It's the other countries, yeah, that are just, the they're yeah, the, yeah, del the delimiter. Okay yeah, delimiter. Yeah, the delimiter. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. generally, yeah, recognize dual citizenship. Um, yeah, there's not, not a whole lot of Globally, problem yeah. there, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do... Right. Um, right. I mean, expats is not just like a very isolated phenomenon. Again, right? absolutely yeah, not. That's why there's a. That's why there's a word for it. <laughs> there's a whole. Yeah. There's websites. <laughs> there's websites dedicated to them. Books dedicated to them. There's a lot out there. You know what I mean for for the person who wants to go out and experience the world that way. Uh, it's basically all an expat really means, from my understanding, is just an Amer someone who identifies as an American that lives abroad. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's also a good question whether or not I still identify as American. Even. That's oh wow! Yeah, asking yourself questions. I got two questions for you, right? So sure. Um. Okay, that's my question. <laughs> you got you got me. <laughs> you, you got me. You got me. I was gonna say something yeah. stupid. I was like, oh, let's try a joke. Hey, are you a Patriots fan? Or that? And now you're not. See, that was a dumb joke, so I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I, don't like I don't like either kind of football, right? And, you know, that also produced a lot of culture shock. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not an American football fan, nor am I a football football fan. 
a soccer fan. Same experience, and, either uh, country. Don't worry. The both of us yeah, had the same experience. You go there, you go there, you come back home. Everybody wants to watch football on Thanksgiving. You come, you go there, and everybody's like, it's. There's the World Cup. Everybody's got to watch, and you're like, oh, oh, can I read a book? <laughs> While you guys watch. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just in general not a sports person and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. So a watcher. Now, yeah, yeah, sports watcher. Um, so, uh, so yeah, do you identify yeah. as an American now? Yeah, no, absolutely, right. I, I certainly identify as an American. I'm certainly proud to be an American um, wow. in many respects, That's right? A song uh, too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if okay, so are you, we're talking about you know the if nations recognize dual citizenship, yeah, yeah. if the United States no longer recognized dual citizenship. I would need a lot of time to think about my next move, right? Is it would not be easy, right? Um, uh, to uh, actually be able to decide that, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think right. maybe we should go into a little bit of why I'm here, also. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would what would take? Yeah, what 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 takes some reason? Sure. Right. Yeah, it, sure. And we can okay. get like to the level we had a discussion about this before. You know, we're not full time podcasters we're not full-time radio people the, t the two of us you know we're not full-time public figures so this is our two mm -hmm. hours of fame right uh two so fame, no. so but we got to go back to our normal life so as much detail as you feel is comfortable being out there in the world right and so you know and say <laughs> you know how i am with that which is basically no personal info in the world <laughs> right. period nobody well, can know well, anything outside of what i do in these two hours outside of anything right well i'll um give some things that i think would be relevant here yeah and, you know, yeah as much as i can of course right yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah touch on it yeah so i mean peru was not just a random thing right you know some people and you know i, I certainly encourage all people who are interested in uh living and working outside of the united states to do so wherever they feel most comfortable or yes. wherever they would like to Right. But for me, Peru was not just a random country, right? I am, um, and I, I don't know if you if you didn't tell by just looking at me and stuff, right? I am also Peruvian, right? I was mm -hmm. by um by, born uh, in Peru, right? Yeah, and I was adopted by an American family, right? A, a very yeah. wonderful American family, beautiful um, family, and yeah. I yeah, I was raised in North Jersey in the city of Clifton, and. But unfortunately, over the last ooh, um, many years, right, um, you know, I was 13, I lost my mom, right, to right. Uh, lung cancer. And when I was 21, I lost my dad to, um, uh, it was like a heart attack, but it was, yeah. um, there were a lot of other things, right? right? right. So, uh, yes, yeah, so no, I lost my parents, right? right. And so, at that right. time, right, at the time I first came back to Peru to right. kind of like search for my roots, my biological family. Of course. Right? Um, I was, I had just finished college the year before, right? Right. And that was kind of one of my gap year, right? Um, yeah. Between undergraduate and graduate school, right? So, so I took advantage of the time that I had, right? And I came back to Peru. I learned Spanish mm -hmm. and I... Now, I came, right, um, the first time since I had been born, and um, I met the family that I could meet and everything. It wasn't so difficult um, because, right, so this is another thing. I don't know if I really want to get too much into adoption and po adoption politics here. Yeah, we could definitely but, get um, into that know, another day. Yeah, that's a that's a good to that's a good topic for another day, but, uh, but it, it's, it, it's it, a good topic. Yes, it's a good place but, to jump from. 
you know, but what I can say is the following, right? Mm -hmm. For me, it wasn't so difficult to do this, right? right? Some people think it's impossible. Some people think it's really an involved investigation. For me, I always had that information, right? I always had my mother's name, even the little town in the middle of nowhere, right, on legal documents, on record and stuff. Right. And it was just a matter of coming here, you know, and going. And that's it, right? Mm -hmm. um, some people, a lot of people don't have that, and it gets a lot more complicated it does. and stuff. It does. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I came here. I met people, and I, uh, I, I didn't meet my sister, who I actually have the closest relationship to in that first trip. But the um, right, but I did get her phone number, and then um, we got into contact, I guess, like a, a month or two after I had come back that first time. Uh, she got a laptop, right? And uh, we, we've been in contact ever since, right? Mm. Since summer of 2013. Right. And uh, every, just about every vacation from like, you know, graduate school and also, um, you know, whenever I was doing something, just about every summer vacation I've had, I've come back. And then finally, since 2016, uh, I've been living here mm -hmm. and stuff, right? So there's a sense in which me, as an expat, there's a little bit more um, to like personal reasons, right? I guess you could say. Um, and again, I certainly encourage anybody who's interested in, you know, going and exploring the world to do so, right? But um, me yeah. for Peru, it's a little bit more personal, mm -hmm. right? It's a more personal type of experience, sure. right? Catching up on lost time with biological family. Um, and again, we can get the adoption politics some other day. But yeah, we have, to, we have to talk about it, I think, at some point. But at some point at some point maybe something I but think... it, we have to just find yeah, out right. if it's too controversial or not to talk about but it's uh i, I don't care. i don't know if i'm concerned if it's too controversial or not i think it's i don't know that... if you're, you're probably not concerned i'm concerned joe <laughs> it's, okay. I, 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 it's my show my show okay it's not yours well, the only thing i can say the only thing i will say is i think it's an experience that right a lot of adopted children should do and i don't or a lot of adopt people should do and i don't think anything necessarily means or entails that both sets of family can't get along you know i think a person can get into a situation where they can have a good relationship with sure. both, you know their adoptive family and their biological family right and you can get it to get along and you can make it work for yourself yes. and the thing is about you being happy but right. again we can again but again let's let, 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 we're still it still sounds a little controversial <laughs> it still sounds like you're gonna you're gonna oh, somebody's gonna get angry we're remember we're not full-timers here we're just we're just we're just having fun and it's just we're okay, just having so fun broadcasting ourselves all over the internet so you know that's yeah sorry that's were fine. you were you gonna say something else i'm sorry i was gonna i was gonna um, am i gonna say anything else no but we can certainly get back to the topic of sure. uh was so, expatriatism so you know um it's you know it's good that you laid out like why you came to you know what what brought you there and for you, the personal reasons as to becoming an expat, because kind of in a way, you're not a pure expat, right? In a way, right? You're kind of returning... Define pure expat. Define pure expat. In that you're leaving your... Because typically, 
like it's like you're leaving your your home country but you're kind of returning in a way right you're kind of returning in in one way in one way you're the place you're born right like you're not they usually you call your hometown you call your hometown you don't usually call your hometown the hospital you're born in especially in new jersey because there's so many towns so close to each other that you're usually not born in the town that you were that that you were raised in right you're usually born in a town that's maybe like like five miles up the road or something and you, and so it's not like your birthplace technically right no, but right. you're returning to your birthplace so it's a little different in that way right and uh, but you're still technically well, uh, an expatriate right uh but it's mm-hmm. just interesting to think that that you have uh you're kind of doing it for a reason that might be different than somebody who says okay i want a different experience i want to go to to europe and i want to live in europe um i want to go in england and i want to to you know uh, have an English life where I watch the BBC right. every day. You, you have nothing to do with the country that you're going to. You, maybe, usually. maybe, right, right. Maybe there's some kind of emotional connection, but but you have a very personal, personal connection to this place, right? Well, you have genetic well, what ties I would like to say about that. as well. Yeah, but what I would like to say about that is I don't know if that necessarily makes things easier or more difficult. And I, I, I would say more difficult. <laughs> I would think. I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? yeah I think we both know that. Yeah, there's an element when you go to a place that you don't have any, you know, um, pers- real personal connection to, or you don't know anybody for that matter. It, you know, um, yeah, it, it, this could also get into a lot of like, you know, politics of things, right? And I don't know if I really want to go into that also, but the um, there's a sense in which, you know, you can get away with being. An American, right? And you can, um, you know, you can kind of start anew, entirely anew. Um, mm-hmm. But when you know people, right? And you know, you have to, you know, reconnect and also, uh, you know, reconnect with people who, you know, you could have grown up with. You know, had you right. not, um, you know, grown up in the country that you were born in. Right. Uh, you know, and also trying to navigate, you know, uh, what they're perceiving and what you're perceiving also as really close familial ties that, yeah. um, you know, with all the expectations that go along with it and also navigating the whole culture. There's a sense in which, yeah, um, like you said, it can be a little more difficult than somebody that's just going to another country and, you know, knows absolutely nothing of the culture, knows absolutely no one, right? You, you get away with being a beginner. Right, right. Even if they read a couple books about it and stuff like that, it's a little different than having adoption papers that say, this is where your family's from, this is where this is from, these are the people that you're connected to, you have family here. It's different. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's interesting, though. It's it's still, you still have a lot of parallels with people who do that with their lives. Um, I'm sorry, were you going to say something about that? No, I mean, yeah, uh, compare and contrast, right? So that's how I would contrast right are the experience of you know an expat going to i I guess that's the right word right yeah to a new place that they have no connection to um but to compare it right to make it or not to compare but to make it um you know the similar right the similar things right in our Venn diagram in the middle right yeah it's (laughs) it's um you know i'm still like i have i wasn't i didn't grow up here right i don't know i didn't know the culture the society um right it was still very very different you know how people treat each other what are things you can or can't do and there's an element i did not know any of that either so it was um getting accustomed to that too 
Um, yeah, so that, yeah, there's a sense in which, yeah, I was also kind of going into this blindfold. Um, and then you learn a lot of things uh, as you go along, for sure. What did what, what, so you did you is there anything you that you learned that you would want that you that you're about to say right now or is it like oh maybe this is a little much and we should what do you is there what'd you learn what'd you learn what'd you learn Joe well I learned Spanish um, oh my gosh you did we never said that I did you learned the native language and, and uh, correct me uh, if I'm wrong it's the f is it the official language of the country. It's the official language of the country, but it's not the native language. There are 40-ish, right? 30-plus-ish um, wow. native languages here. Are the you serious? Ones being, yeah. The biggest ones being Quechua and Aymara, right? Um, Aymara's most of Bolivia, though, I believe, right? Or the southern part of Peru. Well, can you say like that one more time? Area. Um, Quechua and Aymara. Aymara. Um yeah, but Quechua was the language of the Incan Empire. Oh, right, and okay. there are still a lot of people, right, That's especially right. around Cusco, wow. um, and then also my hometown of Huanaco, Peru, right, has um, right a large population of Quechua speakers, right, whose first language is actually Quechua, right, mm. and some monolingual speakers also, right, that don't speak Spanish, right, so. Um, yeah, no, but Spanish is the official language, and I do know Spanish, but I don't know Quechua, right? So, Any words? Um, Any words yeah. in Quechua? Do you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, Wawa is baby, Walpa is, um, like, hen or chicken, wow. right? Uh, cool. Yeah, a few, a few, right? Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing I learned. Um, other than that, I would say... You know, I, I could also, again, I was talking about different regions, right? I was talking about the Sakot, the Sierra, and the jungle, and all those regions also have kind of like a different uh, culture associated with them. So I'm living in the city, and I think this is what I wanted to say, now that I'm remembering. Uh -huh. Great. Um, yeah, so in the Sierra, it's very rural, very far away, right? You know, if you go to those like little villages on the top of the mountains and stuff, which is where my family is from, actually, it's um you're gonna be very far away from what i guess you could say is like the city the urban area and it's going to be very different from living in the united states i guess i can kind of leave it at that right whereas if you live in the city right you're in an urban area and you've got really good logistics and everything with um in terms of you know stocking um you know stores and stuff you know you have a lot more access to things so Okay, so what I was going to say was that I'm in the city, right? I'm in um, a metropolis. I'm in um, the Lima metropolitan area, but I'm actually in Callao. Um, there is a, you know, a legal and technical difference between Lima and uh, uh, Callao, okay, but okay. it might as well be the metropolitan area, right? Sure. So I'm from North Jersey, and a lot of people who lived in North Jersey also worked in New York City. Correct. It's kind of a similar situation, right? Many people so, do. Callao, yeah. yeah. A lot of people who live in Callao go to work in Lima, right? And is there a geographical uh, reason? I'm so sorry. Um, is there like a geographical reason for the separation? New Jersey, it's the it's the Hudson, um, and some places this is developed as a there's maybe there's a mountain or maybe there's something. Is there any kind of geographical 
phenomenon that no. is kind of d- dividing the two, or it's just space. It's just spa- they're really far. You're really far from Center City of Lima. Is that it? Could have just be it, that. It, yeah, it, it's really just space, right? Um, well, Callao is the peninsula, right? It's the peninsula that comes out, right? So oh, when you think the airport, different. Okay, I guess I guess so, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the there's airport. a difference. There's no separation. There's no barrier, but there's a difference. Like you're saying that there is, it, there's a peninsula, and I, I'm sorry, I'm about to. Cut I know it's a peninsula. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then okay. Lima is on right after the peninsula. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, it's kind of like Cape yeah. May, that little jet out of Cape yeah. May, it, right? And then and then yeah. and then you go in, and then there's a there's a you know it's there's Wildwood, you go in. <laughs> Right. right, exactly. Or that right. tip in uh, Massachusetts also. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, the, right, uh, right. Cape Cod. Yeah. Yeah. Cape Cod, yeah. Right. So, yeah, so, a little a little like that. Um, But, you know, the airport is actually, you know, even though it says Lima, it's actually in Kaya. Right. The main port of the country is not in Lima. It's actually in Kaya, right? Hence so, the peninsula. Okay. So it's a, shipping, it's a shipping area. Um, mm-hmm. It's a shipping area. Mm. Um, Yeah. So I, I live there um and i wouldn't say it's anything like living out in the mountains so if you are an expat right and you want to go for example teach english or something and you want to go out to the mountains Mm -hmm. i applaud you right because the lifestyle is very different are you serious here here yeah yeah here i'm i'm in a more i guess you could say developed area right um uh, yeah, the Lima metropolitan area, and again, Callao, it's like this This is where everything that comes into the country goes through, right? Okay. All of the international logistics and stuff. And yeah, you can go to malls. You might as well have been in New York or New Jersey, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It's that, That's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. If I were living in yeah, the mountains or something, which some people do, right? Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you're like in the Peace Corps, that kind of stuff okay okay right they're gonna send you to those really rural areas and stuff so Mm -hmm. i you know if you really want a good like you know speaker right at some point for like a real expat experience that would be an interesting person to talk to right i'm i'm living in yeah uh yeah a a place that you know i I can go to um like a i guess the peruvian type of 7-eleven and i can get name brand stuff you know i mean um in the mountains you can't in the mountains you can't not really, no. It's really? pretty far away. Yeah, it's pretty far away from things. Um, I don't, I don't know how much of that I really want to get into. Um, sure, whatever you want to talk about. Can, yeah, whatever you want to say. The only thing I can say is, yeah, if there are expats who are really interested in doing that, right? You know, I really applaud you, right? And you know, I also like to extend a thank you to your work for <laughs> having done that. Right? That's um, Going but the lifestyle is very different. Very different. And stuff, so. so um, yeah. Do they have electricity out there? Is it common, or is it like some pla- some people don't? Some people don't. Some people don't. Whoa, that's wild. What about plumbing? Some people don't have running water. What? No, yeah, exactly. No, no running water. No. Depends. Yeah, my mom didn't grow up with pl- indoor plumbing, and didn't grow up with electricity in her home until she was a teenager, which is insane to me. <laughs> But um, there are some parts of the world that are still like that. You see, yeah. okay, so that's the interesting part, right? So the first time I came back to Peru and everything, I, I stayed in Lima, right? And um, what I didn't know at the time was an upper class section of Lima. Um, 
and uh, you know, I, I was very comfortable. I was getting that, I guess, you know, the first time, you know, when I started talking, right, I'm talking about just like the tourist experience, mm-hmm. right, you know, um, going in a safe area with the guided tour and everything. Yeah. That, that was my first experience here. Yeah. And then going and searching for the biological family and actually going out to the mountains and everything mm-hmm. and meeting, you know, the biological family yeah. and seeing how they live and everything, right? Right. Um, it was a very different experience, oh, to say the least, and a very different, okay. like, kind of eye-opening experience to kind of how the world is, you know, um, you know, uh-huh. it, different, right, in different parts of the world, uh-huh, right. for sure. Yeah, they yeah. have a different lifestyle and different amenities that we kind of take for granted, luxuries. We do. Um, we very much do. Yeah, these are all things that, um, yeah, like different... Just even when it comes to like the luxury of just the structure and the way things are built in like, like just your apartment or your house, you know, in America is just, you know, you think that's just normal and it's not necessarily just, just normal. Not everybody has that. Like you think we think plumbing, electricity, but there's little things like, you know, like how the walls are constructed or, you know, and stuff like that. It's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, everything, all like the level of development, like you said, how houses and things are constructed. Um, yeah, that's entirely the case, right, with the large majority of the world. Some people don't even have roofs over their heads, right? It's just like tarps or little tarps. plastic boards that are tarps. just... Yeah, tarps, plastic tarps. boards. You've seen this? Or plastic boards. You've seen these? Yeah. Both those? You've seen uh, plastic boards as, as roofs? You've seen tarps as as, as roofs? Sometimes it's hay, right, in, like, the jungle hay? areas, right? Yeah, but it's pretty good. It's pretty well built, right? Um, I, I think that's how the native populations used to build things, right? Um, you know, and, and they did pretty good by themselves, right, um, in terms of uh, level of development. But that's not something we'll get into really, right? No, but, no, well, um, but, but it in is a certain sense about. in which, yeah, they had... Yeah, had, had it together and everything, right? Wow. Um, but besides so, that, yeah. uh, in the Sierra, you have adobe houses, right? Which are essentially clay houses, right? Um, they make it out of um, the land, and they turn it into, like, a, a type of clay, right? And then you build a house out of that. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of DIY building, for sure, um, as opposed to, yeah, of course, the United States. You have housing... Yeah, you've got laws, right? Architects and builders, they all have to Code. comply with a lot of laws. I'm sure they have those Codes, too, yeah. but I don't know. I don't, you know, it's kind of hard to regulate things, right. I think, um, for many reasons. But um, I, you know, how much people comply with whatever laws there are, um, you know, it, it's certainly not to the extent that it is in the United States, for example, right? so, or in a developed country. So, um, I wanted to just not leave out the fact that you went, I remember when you left here, right? That one of the first, no, this is the second time you left to go to Peru. Cause you had gone to Peru several times, like every year since like 2013. Correct. And, um, then one, the, like the second time you went, like maybe in 2014, you went and you did a six month long stint where you just dove in headfirst and took a language program and you got, to, to fluency, uh, an immersion program. Um, that's not to say that you didn't have anything kind of knowledge of Spanish before you, 
you you uh, you went, but because you did take four years of it in high school at least, and then some maybe in middle school as well, right? But oh, I, like two years middle school, a little bit in elementary school. Never, how many years in high school? Never. Stopped. How many years in high school? Two. Only two. I only took two. I only took two levels. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Same thing in college, and I didn't do well, right? Um, you really have to have some reason to want to learn languages. Yeah, it's, stuff, a, it's, right? it's, a, it's an undertaking, a true undertaking. It's not like something yeah. like, <laughs> you know, I'll just yeah, casually learn. It's not, it's, even guitar yeah. is probably less immersive, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll learn a couple chords. Sure. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not certainly not easy. But yeah. again, I had speaking of the gap year, right? I, I had time. I could just do that full time. And you know, that's I oh, you did that with the gap year. You did that with your gap year to your master's, right? Correct. I'm not I'm not getting that yeah. wrong. Okay, thank you. Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you it, it's not that languages are hard. They just take a lot of time. And they take you know, time so much. Yeah, time into things. A lot of people get um, yeah, I guess fed up, right? Or um, disenchanted. Sure. I have, right? I have many times. It. Yeah, many times. Yeah. Yeah, and it's entirely normal, right? It happens to a lot of people. Um, but yeah, you really have to put you know a lot of time into it. Uh, so yeah, no, that's that's what I did. Um, no, I'm sorry, you were going to ask another question. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I forgot too. I'm not very. I'm not too. I'm not too smart. Um, <laughs> Neither am I. It's, uh, <laughs> we're just simple guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's nice to be on here. Like, it's nice that, like, to talk to you about this stuff and, you know, you know, where is I even going? Point being, uh, so you learned that you went through and you got this language, the language done, right? Could you imagine if you didn't though? That would be so difficult. Right. What if would have happened? I, what would have happened if you just went in head first and like, I'm not going to learn it. I'm, I'm just going to go about it. What do you think would have happened? Well, and, you know, I, I'm going to try and be as diplomatic with this next um, commentary is that yeah, yeah, there's yeah, yeah, always... Yeah. Hey, let's, yeah. go, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah. You always want to be careful in any new country that you can... Let's talk about into... Peru specifically. Let's talk about your country, okay? Let's not talk about worldwide. I, I no, 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 no. Watch I, out. Watch out. No, watch out. I, I, I am. Be a and... good Joe. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> so you go to a country that you don't know that you go somewhere, you don't know the language and everything. There's a lot of things that can happen um, with the local population in terms of you not knowing there's always going to be a little bit of power that they're going to have over you um it's good to be independent you know um mm, or also, these, rather than dependent on those who speak the language gotcha rather than dependent on those who speak the language right um it's certainly a recommendation i would give to anybody um yeah so how well would it would, it would an english speaker do in, in in peru i'm sorry you said something how? okay how well would an English speaker do in Peru? Like, just like if I went and just started walking around, and let's pretend I didn't know any like similar language as like Italian. Like, I just was like nothing. I was just like, hey, what's up? I would, I could. I mean, I have a feeling I'd be spending a lot more money for stuff. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you hit the nail on the head. You probably would, and that's just, I guess, kind of how the power structures are. If you're coming from a developed country. 
and going to a country that's still developing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so it, I, I would just really recommend you learn the language and stuff. Although my experience as an adoptee and, you know, having family here, I guess that's a sense in which it was a little easier because you had family that was looking out for you mm -hmm. and everything, right? Um, you know, uh, you now having genuine concern at, at some points it was like a lot and everything that, you know, I guess you could interpret it as a little much because they're just so worried about you and getting taken advantage of and stuff. Right. But, um, yeah, there's a, in some senses, I guess you could say that my expatriate experience, um, in that regard was a little bit easier sure. right, than, you know, just like the random expat, right. In a random country. So, yeah. Wonderful. So we just we did an hour of this, which was wow. Thank you for doing an hour of this with me, talking about this expat subject. Is there anything we just we didn't get to cover that you wanted to talk about today? Uh, I think there's quite a lot for you. I mean, we yeah. can keep going with this topic. Hey, um, are there any last questions? No, no, yeah. no. There's something you wanted to say. Go ahead, say it. Except if it gets um, you know gets me in trouble, don't say it. Then <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> Well, the only thing I can say is, um, again, right with the, uh, you know, the stages in life and everything, right. Um, a lot of countries, especially developing countries are always going to need English as a second language. Right. And whether you are an adoptee or somebody who wants like a career change or just wants to go out and, uh, you know, live an adventurous lifestyle, that's options always going to be yeah, on the Yeah, it is, right? It's like a really good option is to be able to teach English. That's what a lot of folks do, to, uh, you know, I remember can, folks who were considering the JET program to go to Japan and teach English there. And um, there's a lot of incentives a lot of countries have who whose governments kind of put money into that sort of thing, like build in a, incentives to teach English um, in their country. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. it would be one way or another, it's going to be a good experience, right? So don't think it's off the board, right? Off the table. Is there a government, um, a government push, uh, to learn English across the, the country? Um, like as in like a, like a, like, is there money funneled into that whole process? Cause I think in other countries there may be in certain parts of Asia, I think I could be speaking towards to, to not understanding. So forgive me if I'm completely wrong, people people right. but um but i think that I, there is i can yeah i can give you the answer that i know right sure. what do in we terms know? of you know in terms of funneling money right i mean it all depends on what you mean by funneling money right is there a serious initiative well i'll put it to you this way um uh, everybody who studies an undergraduate degree um has to take a number of courses of english i think you know oh really beginner undergraduate yeah, you're talking about college at, at the college level they have to take at That's the college level wow. yeah it has to be done you can either take it if your school happens to have a language department you can take it with them if they don't you have to go to an external institute that specializes in english which is what i was working for right yeah. and you know i didn't really talk about my job did i but we'll, you know we can uh yeah, um, yeah talk about that you know some other time but sure. just to answer the question right you um yeah so you have to take at least basic level i believe but for some masters and doctorate right um degrees you actually have to have intermediate completed right um by whatever standard they're judging it as right um 
Sometimes it could be like an international exam, mm -hmm. in which case you really have to know the language. Or it could be um, just complete the courses, right? You know, not necessarily meaning you have to have the level, but just complete the courses. And that's part of the reason why I'm learning German now. I'm actually learning German um, now for that very reason. Um, and then there's also, uh, what do you call it? So there's that requirement now. And I believe that is a governmental requirement that they have on all the universities. And now in terms of funneling money into that, um, that's a good question. Because I think it's still, it's just a requirement, right? You just have to do it. You know, if you're studying, you, you assume that you're, you know, working on your own to support yourself while you're studying. You have to do that, right? Um, so you would have to pay for it. Do they take, do they teach, um, uh, is it common, is it uh, English taught as a second language as, as a, uh, in middle schools and elementary? Good question. Very good question. Um, yes, I'm pretty sure it's also um, a core requirement in the elementary schools and high schools and state schools. But here's the thing, okay? And here's like, you know, the, the difficulty with that. Okay. Is that, right? It... I'm sorry? Yeah, here, go ahead, continue. Don't really ignore me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's um, at, it, in Lima, I don't think there's really a shortage of English teachers, right? Available, right? But when you get to the more rural areas, as I was kind of like, you know, talking about, you know, and how they're very different from yeah. Lima, I think there is a little bit of a governmental push and a little bit of funneling money. And to try to get people to go out to those more rural areas and do so. And yeah, I think you can earn, you know, kind of a little bit more because the number of people that are, you know, able to or interested in those kinds of jobs, there's not nearly as many as there would be in Lima, right? Um, right. Yeah. So that's, that's also, a, and then in general, pedagogy is something that they're still kind of like getting getting to you know um there are a lot of english teachers i think who you know all you have to do is know english right mm -hmm. but you know in terms of actually being able to teach it right is another topic that i think right they're still trying to um like evaluate and improve i guess right. you can say right you know the, the teaching aspect um but yeah no that's that's would, what i know would you ever teach the, uh, teach in a uh, like it teach in an elementary school or teach in a high school or teach at the undergraduate level? Um, or because you, you teach kind of business, right? Uh, student. Okay. Okay. Explain it to me. Right. Go ahead. So, go ahead. Yeah. 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 So I, I've actually taught all those levels that you just mentioned. Oh, but wow. What, I what, I, yeah, what was I doing? Um, I was working for a company, a private company that offered, um, uh, classes to basically anybody who um, wanted classes in-house, right? That you would actually go to the you know location. Now the location, yeah, I mean, was it designed more for big business, right? Executives in a conference room? Yes, but it could really be anybody for any level and stuff. So if a private school hired us, for example, mm -hmm. we would also do our children's program, our adolescent program, or our young adult program there also so it didn't really yeah we were designed right for the business stuff but we could really go anywhere and teach any program we were an extension of right 
I, I guess, um, you know, because we also have buildings, right? Schools that just have teachers that just go to one building and stuff. Whereas we traveled all over the city, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and gave classes wherever they wanted us to give classes, essentially. So, but like, like, how could you, cons if you're traveling all the time, how could you consistently teach like an elementary school class? Are you just doing one-offs? Um, I'm sorry, I, I'm not too sure if I understand the question. You're saying you um, taught every single level, but you're like, are you traveling across the country to teach, to teach, to teach elementary school one day, and then you, and then you don't show, then you, then so they get some other teacher another day? That's what I don't understand. Like, you're not an elementary school no, teacher. I would, I, I, exactly, I would teach, right, um, one class, which would be, you know, one particular hour during the day. Really? Right. Every single day, right? Whenever we had classes and okay. stuff. Um, but then that would only be one class, right? Then I would go to another part of the city, right? It was always within the city, so I could always go. Yeah, bounce but it around. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's not like another part of the country. That would be very difficult. Although there were some of those opportunities, but I that didn't were, take them. You didn't take them. Right? No, no, because, but like, yeah. because, because, I'm sorry, go ahead. Because, yeah, I, I live here with my family, right? Right. I, I'm not going to be going halfway across the country. Um, so to teach right yeah but when it comes to like your so you had an like an entire year of one class of an elementary school like and you've taught like that class every however long it was not okay not a whole year we have our own program with our own semesters i guess you could say but you talk right? like a semester long like you had a long period you didn't just go to a school and show up one day and then okay i showed up for one hour i did one hour this week here i'm never gonna show up again i'm gonna like you're, you you no, finished out a, a semester regular. with with kids like maybe with 10 year olds with with this and then you do maybe 20 year olds or college you know, students or or pre well, professionals you know, we were assigned by the class per a semester, okay. right? It could be basic one through 10, right? So, so I was assigned basic one, and I would go throughout the duration of that basic one, for example, right, um, class. And then when that's finished, they either decide to keep me there, right? I, you know, it was administrative stuff that would decide those things to either keep me there or send me somewhere else, right? Or maybe we switched the teachers up, right? Um, but yeah, I would stay for our our curriculum, right? Our semesters, I would stay for that duration. You know, that that could only be at tops four weeks. So I don't right? want to get too and deep then... in, 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 into this. I want to just make sure that we. So basically, you were able to, you're able to have a job as an expat with the skill that you developed in America of English itself, right? Because you don't really even you Correct. you don't really use your Spanish, right? When you're teaching, you just speak. I English. don't use my Spanish when I'm teaching. Although you can't expect every administrative area in every institute to speak English, right? Um, I think that would right. have been so it's good very you, difficult. It's, yeah, it's good you yeah. know it. Yeah, but I I'm sure know. that some people. Yeah. There's some. Pe I bet there's some people who don't know that much Spanish that it's a little harder for. There are some people who worked for the institute I worked for that did not know Spanish. I don't really? know, but they didn't work in my department. I don't know how they. Uh, yeah, but I imagine it's more that. difficult, right? Because like you're going into places where, right? But you, but in the classroom mm -hmm. setting, you don't speak it, right? So it's nice to no. be an to uh, to be an expat. And are you part of any kind of expat community in uh, in Peru? Do you talk? No, no. that's the thing. That that okay. So that brings you know another interesting point. You know, in terms of being here with a family and everything, right? 
um, you know, with my biological family. I haven't thought of that, you know, although I'm starting to kind of warm up to the idea of maybe becoming part of an expat community of like, you know, a group of friends that I can see on a regular basis yeah. that are from America, right? I'm I, sure you just hop on I've Facebook and to, there's a room um, for it. Yeah. I'm sure there is, right? Yeah. You know, but I've hung out with, you know, um, tourists from, you know, um, tourists. America. And, That's one thing. And yeah. Here, yeah, it was a lot of fun, right? You know, but um, I, I, you know, until now, I haven't been a part of an expat community. Um, so I think that that's something me and my biological family, having biological family, certainly, you know, I don't want to say kept me from doing that. But no, there no, was but no it's need, kind of satisfied you know? that need. But so it did keep you in a way, yeah. like, because it's like, it's like, it's like they didn't stop you necessarily, but you didn't find no. out like, oh, man, I'm really lonely out here. Like maybe if I was a part of an expat community, I would find that. And I'm because I just assume there is. I was lonely. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You want to talk? Well, is it lonely being an expat? Is it? Is it like we can talk about it at a very high level? Is it lonely a little bit? A little bit. Um. Yeah. I mean, I miss hanging out with uh, you, right? And uh, my friends, of course, right? Yes. There's um, and I think that that's normal and stuff, you know, in person. But I've since um, the beginning of this whole coronavirus crisis, right? We've all been kind of in Talking contact. A lot more. It's and probably more than you, we would normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than we would even yeah, normally. Yeah, because you're, right? you're, getting, um, you're getting to hang out with us when we're hanging out. You know what I mean? But yeah. not that I have that many friends at all. So, <laughs> but <laughs> that's for another conversation. Yeah. Uh, oh, but, but, um, so, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you, you're able to talk to us a lot more. But usually, yeah, you see, so you miss hang, hanging out, and but you're not really that. You don't feel like you you get you. I mean, you pick up the phone a lot. That's a really good thing that you do. You call people a lot, and that's a way that you kind of stave off this. Like you're able, that's how you're able to get kind of the English out of you. You're able to talk English other than in your classes, um, because you don't really get to talk English that much at home, right? I'm assuming. Right. Um, right. And, um, so you're able to call me, you're able to call your friends, you're able to call people, call, call, you pick up the phone, you're a very good phone picker upper. And that's good. And I think that's actually an important skill to have. So we covered money, we covered, you know, nationality, we covered making money, you know, you mean your English teaching, always a good field to jump into, like, like, no matter what you can do it, right? For the, for the most part, if you're in a non English speaking country. Um, uh, and then now we're covering, you know, like just, just connection and, and, you know, community and all that stuff outside and just like loneliness and friendship and all that stuff. And, you know, you're getting a lot out of being, being there. And I'm sure you made friends there, but like, there's some people who may not know, you know, what it was, who just don't have that common ground of being from the United States. And maybe there's just something about, there's something in the United, there's things that we think uh, th that we think about that you want to talk about that you maybe they have no relation to and uh, like, and maybe they would want to hear about it, but you want to talk to some t someone sometimes that has some kind of understanding of, you know, what, what it is like, you know, what Jersey diners are like on a, you know, on a late on a Saturday night, you know, or, you know, and just wanted right. to, to think about that. So you kind of get yeah. that. And I think that's, that that's the third way you do, you do this expat thing really well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, you bring up a good point, right? Um, in terms of finding people that you can relate to. Um, so some of my friends I've noticed that I do have, I've been able to make friends here, right? Um, <laughs> uh, well, one of them also grew up, you know, he's a you know, full on Peruvian and stuff, wasn't adopted, but he grew up in Georgia, right? In wow, Atlanta. that's and, so cool. Um, 
Yeah, and um, I mean, we get along because, yeah, I mean, we're both American and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then another friend who travels a lot and knows English fluently and stuff. So, um, and we get along very well also, right? Um, yeah, there's a certain sense in which, yeah, people who, you know, know other countries can certainly relate to you a little bit more. Um, then I have some friends who are just, you know, um, you know, who have never traveled before either, and that's okay, right? Um, but yeah, there's certainly a sense in which, yeah, I think uh, the expat community sounds sounds like it'd be fun. It sounds like something worth looking into, right? Yeah, that's, um, that's for funny. Sure. It, it's funny how that kind of comes out out of like talk, having a discussion where we kind of focus on this sort of thing, and I think that's kind of the use in doing this sort of thing, like a just a thing where yeah, we, we just focus on a topic, right? Yeah, it's just like we. We usually, when we're talking, we're bouncing off topic to topic, you know what I mean? And we're unfocused, we're, we're just trying to, you know, do this or that and, you know, update each other, but we don't really, we, this is really the chance to kind of delve in and kind of reflect on some of those things, uh, on, on one thing, really, but, on one, I mean, yeah, yeah well, on one idea, right, and just kind of play. Well, I hope I've been, yeah. of course, right, and I hope I've been able to touch upon, right, a lot of points about being an expat yeah i really kind of want to go into the idea of also you know um you know life and everything and the sequence yeah. of life yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's um, that's interesting yeah let's talk about it let's talk about it i was gonna yeah, cut, it, um, cut it but like for, for, let's keep going you want to talk about sequence let's talk about sequence of life that's what kind of what happened with, that life. happened with dave right that happened with dave we talked about sequence of life and that's kind and of, no absolutely yeah, right it's so funny um, that you're talking about that now too because it kind of is all related yeah it's kind of all related, most yeah. certainly. And I think the expat experience, right, is um, certainly related to that, too, because I think, you know, I think one important idea is that when I, you know, lost my parents and I finished my education right. and everything, there was a certain, like, expectation that I was going to remain in the United States, right, and get a job and, um, right, yeah, uh, just kind of, um, you know, do things on my own and everything and i didn't think that that was something for me at the time right um there was an opportunity right i, I didn't have to stay in one place or another right mm -hmm. um and i i feel like a, a lot of people kind of get caught up with a lot of uh, expectations in life and so stuff, many expectations right? so many expectations so many expectations, oh my gosh yeah. right yeah expectations that, like, like get a job here yeah yeah um, and, you know, as long as you can, right, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, as long as you can and, um, you know, you're willing to assume a lot of consequences and responsibilities and stuff, right? So one of the consequences here is I'm not really contributing to a retirement fund, mm -hmm. right? But I've, I'm also okay, right, in terms of my savings. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, it's not really something, you know, Earning a lot is not really a priority right now, right? So mm -hmm. I can be a little bit more idealistic in terms of how I choose my scenes of life and stuff. So, right, you know, I, I don't want to discredit people who don't really have a lot of options, right, in life right. and stuff. And, you know, they can't do certain things. You know, I'd like to promote the idea of becoming an expat, following your dreams, doing whatever you want in life. But I also recognize, and you know, um, yeah, I certainly recognize people who, you know, don't have many other options in life right? Right. for that matter. But, you know, if you most certain, I, I also think there's a sense 
in which a lot of people can, even if they think that they can't also. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying it's everybody, right? So, you know, I don't want to get too controversial. But, um, you know, the only thing you have to know about going to another country is that you, um, for the United States, if you want to maintain your United States citizenship, you have to pay taxes, right? Or you need to declare your foreign income on your tax and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could, depending on how things go, it could cost you. So you at least want to be able to pay for that, you know? Um, and yeah, you want to have a backup plan at all time. You want to know that you're not going to be making a lot of money, right? It's all going to be for idealistic purposes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that you can't, you know, I, I don't know with the money that I'm making down here, I would be able to do any, you know, um, you know, uh, travel a lot, for example, or, um, you know, it's certainly, you know, it's not, it's not about, uh, what do you call it? It's not about, um, being lucrative down here. Right. It's about just kind of, uh, it's a little bit more subsistence in one respect, but also getting the cultural reward in another respect Mm -hmm. and stuff. But, um, I would certainly encourage a lot of people, um, to consider it because uh i think the cultural reward is something a lot more rewarding or satisfying right than just kind of going through you know a pre-planned sequence of life right? um yeah yeah i think my idea fizzles out there um, <laughs> that's yeah. okay no no that's okay we <laughs> we all fizzle out it's hard doing this is hard i'll this is very hard. This is not easy. This is not an easy thing it's to talk easy. about. It's not easy. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't mind sharing what I, I think or feel and stuff. Yeah, but um, I think that's the best I can do. No, um, you did a great of... job. You did a wonderful job. Yeah. I wanted to touch on – I wanted to just slow you down for a second and just think about um, something here. Uh, now – what was I going to say? Um, no. I, where was I? You talked about, just now you said that um, it's not easy sequence, right? So some people, you know, like I, I studied abroad. I went to New Zealand. It was really fun, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was great. And it was a really, whew, that was an experience that definitely has left a mark on my life for the rest of my life. And you studied abroad as well um, in uh, England. And uh, I was... You know, I got to live abroad, and I got to, I was on my own, and luckily I was in an English-speaking country. I mean, that was on purpose, because I was probably too scared to go to a country where I didn't know the language and, um, and all that. But um, it was, it, it was like, that, you know, that's kind of built in, though, you know what I mean? It's like, like oh, you know, the study abroad, it's a semester, it's kind of like set. You go in and then you leave and it was an opportunity and I think that people should at least try that. I think because that was, for me, that was really, really rewarding to be gone for an entire semester. And that w- I would say my favorite part of co- my college experience was going, being gone for that year. Now, um, like, there are in some ways constructs, right? Like, like you could say like, hey, like, uh, I need to go and not do a gap year and I need to go straight into college and like... I could talk about saying that, you know, these are all things that society or family told, said, I have to live life this way. But the truth was, is that we're all, we're all humans with 
um, uh, what is it called? You're the you're the philosopher. Um, agency, uh, and uh, as as people with agency, you can think about things, and you could think about things differently, and you could say, hmm, maybe not, maybe not this way. But it's I'll tell you this though, Joe. To be fair to my old, my younger self, or to be fair to anybody's younger self, about trying something different like this, it's not, you were kind of push like given this idea because you were kind of like more like it was slammed in into you where you're like whoa whoa my life is completely different. I've lost some important lo- some important loved ones in my life. I lost my parents. This is really hard. What what else can I do? And and that kind of said gave you this like made you think out of the box as to ways you could live your life now a lot of us are not we have the luxury of you know having our families uh around or having our friends around or anything like that and and so we're never we don't we don't we're probably like we don't think oh let's go ahead and do this and because do you, you know the question is, is like, wow, this is kind of a hard question. I don't, I, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. You could just tell me, John, turn it off, turn that off, take that hat off, and get out of here. Uh, <laughs> um, do you think um, that uh, that you would have maybe not done this if um, you know things were different? Fi- if my parents were still alive. Yeah, that's uh, um, there. You go. Right. Uh, so, I mean, okay. this can also get into a little bit of adoption politics, right? Which I'm oh, happy no, to go into. No, 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 so, But yeah, what do you think? You think you would have, you think you would have. Personally, right. Personally, yeah, because you were, you had a life path that was kind of defined before you left. For you. You were thinking right, about absolutely. becoming a lawyer and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. Thinking um, about it, thinking about it. The, you know, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a hard set thing. It was just like a thought of, it was a thought. Of course. Yeah. Um, there's a certain sense in which I think, yeah, uh, I don't know if I would have done this. I don't think I would have done this. Right. My parents were still alive, right? Um, right. Now, it's, I'd say losing, there's an only child, right, in the United States. Um, and losing your second parent and everything, and, um, you know, having family that lives all over the United States, yeah, right? far um, away. It's, uh, you know, there you lose a sense of an immediate family, right? And there's a which I wanted that immediate family again. Um, of course. But yeah, no, I have no problem talking about this, right? Or expressing this. Yeah. And um, it's nice to have an immediate family again. And, and this, again, not to say that I feel any different about my family in the United States, right? Every time I go, when I can go, um, you know, I meet up with them, I stay with them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're still family, right? I, I still have my name, right? My, you know, I'm still, uh, I'm Joseph, right? right. And my last name and right. stuff. Right. Um, I'm still the same person. Yeah. I still have my American nationality. Right. right. There's no sense in which undoing my adoption, you know what I mean? And I don't mean to, and I never will, right? Um, I don't see this really changing at any point in time. Um, you know, uh, legally, I'm not even related to any down here, right? So, um, if I, if I ever have any savings, yeah, if I ever have any savings and I die, for example, 
right? It, it's not go to anybody down, right? Yeah. It's, uh, We're having just, just connection issues family. right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Continue. Go continue, though. It's just it kicked in now. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, um, but, uh, I think there's also, um, a sense in which I don't know how things would have gone, right? Um, if my parents were still alive, right? Um, so there's always that sense in which you wonder if, um, right, people would get along or if people would get hurt. Right again. We're getting into a little bit of adoption politics, right? Oh no, 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 no,
truly made like you know that's the, the what you know they always say make lemons out of uh, uh, make le lemonade out of lemons how do i mess that up that's so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i'm not too sure how that you know i i don't know a lot of these phrases i wish i knew more of these phrases i have a friend who knows more of these phrases but uh, i don't no 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 yeah. no, no, no um <laughs> i uh, wish i knew more yeah i uh we're, i'm not so good with them either um you know they you know they say to do that and i think you did and i think you really and i think that's what's really interesting about all of this and that's why i think it's helpful for people to understand because i think we were talking the other day about how it's easily misunderstood to do what you're doing and i think that i possibly didn't even understand it completely and i could probably admit that for myself that i didn't understand it and I could go as far as to say I was saddened by it, 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 and um, by not having my friend here. But like, what can I? What like? Not in a way like I, I want to control you and stop you. That's like that's not how I feel. But in a way, I, I feel like I felt the same way when you moved down right. south. Right. right. When I moved um, four three hundred miles, and you moved three thousand miles. It's, yeah, it's a little a little different. It's, but, a, it's a little different, right? Um, but I felt a similar way, you know. Um, I don't think it's the same. It's a, it's similar. It's very different. It's it's you could you were able to drive to me. I'm not able to drive to you. You see what I'm saying? That's different. I feel I feel like for that same friend though that I just mentioned, right? It's <laughs> there's a sense in which leaving geography, right? Um, Sure. Those proximity certainly does something to the relationship, right? Um, yeah, I don't but, think it has to be um, necessarily bad. But I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's tough in a way, and I think people <clears throat> misunderstand it, right? For for of me, course. I was always told to you know, in my in it's commonplace in my kind of circle of understanding things. Like, I mean, I didn't really move. I I I've since I was eighteen, I I haven't really until twenty thirteen, I haven't really lived in New Jersey. <clears throat> Um, I left New Jersey a long time ago, um, and I haven't permanently lived here for a really, really long time. I never have. I didn't have a home here, technically, um, sure. for, for all those years. So I never really, I moved right. there, but I didn't really have a home here. You know what I mean? But in that way, maybe that's how you felt, that you lost your home here, like in a different way. You lost your home here, and you wanted to f go, go home, and that is home, you know, so... That's that's in that yeah, way you build. There's it. a sense in which this has become, you know, a second home, maybe even a first home. Right. right? Yeah, um, yeah. Primary home. Yeah. Like just home. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I said before, right, when I was talking about the different regions, it's not that bad to live here. Right. You know, yeah. it's. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's fine. And, you know, you go outside, you feel kind of safe. You can go. Uh, you've got a lot of different places you can get really good food mm -hmm. um you got a movie theater a supermarket everything that you know you would think that you would have in america right and stuff, right you know some people you know especially in america right they think that you know you're going to the middle of nowhere yeah, you know, that's with true yeah. no kinds of anemones and that's really not how it is and i would say in a lot of the urban cities in peru that's kind of how it is right it's going to be like living in a city you know um, it's just the more rural areas that might be yeah, different. drastically different. So you say yeah. living in urban, urban Lima is like, is like almost like being in New York city. There's, there are some similarities. 
in the sense that what, in, in access yeah. to things. Maybe it's like suburbia. In access it's, to things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe it's yeah. more like suburbia sure. in, in, in terms of like what you have access to in in like New Jersey suburbia or like American suburbia, like what you have access to, all different kinds of food, a movie theater, a mall. For sure. Right. Yep. It's all there. Right. It's all there. Yeah. No. It's. Do you feel like um you do you, when you come back do you is there any culture shock to being back here when you when you when you visit um a little bit you know it's i think it's gotten to that point after having been down here for so long i feel like yeah there's a little bit um like now I'm used to all these, like, you know, roads that are built a certain way or that look a certain way. When I'm coming down from, you know, in the plane, right, and I'm looking at the land below, and I see this real intricate civil engineering and everything. Yeah. And these, you know, you know, huge highways and stuff. I'm like, why do I not remember this? Or maybe I just forgot that this was even here and everything. And being able to walk around at night and, you know, be okay and stuff like that right. um yeah there's a little bit of uh you know culture shock but in a good way i guess yeah, right? yeah, yeah. when i yeah, come yeah. back yeah it's just yeah. like whoa, whoa, whoa this is crazy do you feel like when you come back do you feel like a part of you is satisfied but then the other another part of you is like all right it's time to head back um i need to go home or is it like I think... in both ways yeah that's uh I think I would need a little bit of time to kind of like sit on this question a little bit. Sure, um, sure. You know, the thing about America, right? And I, I don't know if we want to get into this now. Um, you know, it's certainly like, you know, it's, it's developed. It's, you know, um, tranquil, right? Quiet and everything. But um, there's a sense in which, um, yeah, you know, my family's down here also. Uh, you know, and then there's also like an element, right? You know, there's um, because there are a lot of you know um, Hispanic people, um, Peruvians, Mexicans, all types of people that I feel like might kind of like disagree with me, right? Um, because yeah, you know they they live in the United States and their families are in the country, but they also know that the United States is you know a, a land of opportunity for like work and everything, right? Um, and I feel like I'm kind of in a privileged position, right? Right. One, I can kind of come in back and forth if I want to mm-hmm. and stuff. And I've made a decision which a lot of people wouldn't make, I feel like, because I have, you know, an American passport, right? I decided to come down here and live and work. And I feel like there's a lot of people, right, especially within the immigrant community who probably wouldn't agree with me um although then again some might right some might understand like you know that family is important also um so it's a very different kind of experience to the immigrant experience you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh uh, i would say because my family's here right um i could miss it um but also america is kind of you know cutthroat with its you know whole uh labor system also right um you know and unless you really have like a stable thing right gig i guess you could say right a job for that matter in the united states it can be kind of a gloomy place i think right yeah very interesting yeah the labor market is um yes yes there are things there are things 
can't can't discuss there are them. Things. There are things. There are things I cannot. I we're not. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> Joe, this has been wonderful. I really appreciate you going in ahead and taking your time to talk about this. I hope it was. It felt like you were able to get across at least the big ideas of uh, expatriate life and uh, what it means to be an expatriate, and you f feel that way. Do but... it and don't think twice. Right? Okay. Don't think, just do. Don't think, just do. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, you could uh, keep tabs on us going to gusandjohn.com, no H. gusandjohn.com, no H. <clears throat> Sorry about that audio. Uh, it was mixed a little low, and I didn't know how much more to bring it up without distorting everything and blowing people's ears out. All right, thanks guys. I hope you had so much, so much, so much fun. So, so much fun.